Hey folks, Lori Baltimore here with another edition of Hyperwave. Guys, I just paid the government $9,000. The IRS, okay, the Internal Revenue Service, they're calling themselves a service, just took $9,000 from me. Now, a lot of people are going to say that taxation is theft. I happen to wholeheartedly agree with that. The government pretty much said, hey, you give us nine grand or we'll throw you in prison. And I said, hey, I'll give you nine grand. Heck, what do I need it for? To live? To survive? Who cares? I'd rather be free than in prison, right? So I paid those motherfuckers, Joe Biden himself, nine fucking, nine racks, a stack or a rack. I think a stack is 500 and a rack is 1,000. Nine racks I had to pay this guy. Joe Biden himself. That fucking ghostly bastard. What the hell are you going to do with $9,000, Joe Biden? You know? Have Amazon pay taxes one time and go fund all the shit you want to fund. You got to take nine grand from me, Lori B? $9,000? God damn it. Anyway, guys. Anyway. (laughs) You know what the most badass thing you can say to a little kid is? Stay in school. Let me tell you that. I wish I would have stayed in school. I wish I would have. And if a cool guy would have said that to me, I probably would have taken it a little more seriously. The problem is, you've got ugly old ladies telling you to stay in school, nagging you. Nagging you all the time. Ugly old ladies, nagging you. 24-7. Stay in school. You better stay in school. Are you going to college? Like, yes. Just to have, you know, homoerotic fucking experiences with other men. How's that sound? You old hag. You know what I mean? If, 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 you know, if my mom, if one of her several boyfriends was cool and they said, hey, listen to me, man. Stay in school. I would have said, yup. Strong male role models, guys. There's not enough of them. Not enough strong male role models. That's why I'm trying to be one. Trying to be one of those guys, you know? That's why I don't drink every day. Just most. So it doesn't look like I'm an alcoholic, so people listen to what I say. You know? Stay in school. Dude, could you imagine? You've got sunglasses on your your forehead because, you you know, you've put them up. (sighs) Stay in school. You push those sunglasses down over your eyes, man. You hear a little hawk in the background like, you know? That's badass. That is badass, dude. It's pretty cool. And uh, any kid you say that to, they're going to appreciate it. If you're a strong male role model and you, you like some little kid looks up to you, the most important thing you can say to that kid is stay in school. You don't say, hey, you know, nag him. Like, hey, you better make sure you get good grades so you get a good job. It's like, fuck you, mom. Fuck you, Aunt Laura. I'll do whatever I want. I don't want to go to school. I hate school. You know? You gotta have a cool guy who's just going, you know what, man? Takes a draw from a cigarette, <sighs> exhales it, points, stay in school, man. And then rides away on your motorcycle. That kid's gonna stay in school. He's gonna go to his fucking PhD. Guaranteed. We need more men, more good dudes, man. You know, and not not on this feminist romp of like, do better type fucking Michelle Obama shit. I'm saying, like, hey, you know, come on, guys. You know, let's get a leather jacket. 
you know, some cool fucking sunglasses, start smoking, and tell kids to stay in school. Be like, you don't want to be like me. Stay in school. The thing is, they want to be exactly like you because you're cool as fuck, but they're going to stay in school, man, and they're going to not have to live, you know, relive the sins of their fathers, so to speak. You know, they're going to right the wrongs of your generation, hopefully. Tell them to stay in school, man. You look like a fucking hard ass. What I want to start doing is saying that to old people. You know what I mean? And get them to think, like, what the fuck? You know? Somebody comes in. You're like, hey, how you doing? They're old as shit. They're like, all right, see you later. All right, stay in school. Bring that back. I don't think that ever happened. Just telling people randomly to stay in school. That could be the new, like, you know, see you later. You know what? Stay in school, man. It could kind of be kind of like a keep it real type thing. Or like a keep your head up, man. Stay in school, all right? Be like, fucking right I'm going to stay in school. The school of hard knocks, bud. I got a story for you. It's a good one. I don't know. I don't think I've ever told this on Hyperwave before. Uh, This is a true story, and you should be able to know by the fact that I'm not going to be saying um a lot. Um, (laughs) Ruins all credibility. All right, so in North Carolina, North Kakalaki, that's where I I went to school for a little while growing up. And uh, we had this guy come into our school named Officer Friendly. And Officer Friendly's job is to, with a cute uh, old man southern voice and accent, say, you know, he's dressed as a cop, he's got the whole thing, and he goes, this here is, this here is a firearm, okay, this is a gun. This is an M9 Beretta standard issue pistol, little kids, see that? And all of us go, wow, I'm going to tell you something about guns, they ain't good. You know, he's got that nice, he's got kind of like a Matthew McConaughey thing going on. And this thing about guns is they're not good. You ever see a gun, you better get a grown-up. Don't ever touch a gun. Don't even think about guns. Don't even joke about guns. And that's pretty much what he said. He said, don't joke about guns. Don't even think about a gun. If you see a gun, find an adult. Guns are not fun. Guns are not safe. Guns are bad. All right? Don't even joke about them. Don't even fucking... Don't even taste the words on your lips. On the tip of your tongue. All right? So I was like, all right. I'm in second grade, by the way. Officer Friendly comes in and does his whole thing. We don't have to do classwork. We go right to recess. I'm like, dope. We're out there, you know, doing Dragon Ball Z stuff, which is fucking dope. I had just learned about Dragon Ball Z, and I thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever fucking heard of in my life. There's a guy shooting fireballs from his hands. That's probably the coolest thing ever. So, you know, I'm Goku or Gohan or whatever type of other character Dragon Ball Z carry. Probably Vegeta because he's a badass. He's a baddie. Flying around, whatever. Time to come back in from recess. Okay. My little black friend, Taylor. Uh, I don't know why I have to tell you he's black. But he was. It's just accurate. It's biographical information. Walking in, and he and I was like, yeah, I, you know what, man? I wish I could shoot everybody here just so I could go home, you know? Not a bad joke, dude. The older you get, the less funny and serious that joke becomes, you know? But when you're in second grade, man, apparently that's a big deal. So I get back to class. Mrs. Walsh was my teacher, actually. She's probably dead now. She was pretty old when I was in second grade. It was like 22 years ago now. 
probably dead. Uh, Mrs. Walsh says, uh, Dakota, uh, excuse me, fucking Lori Baltimore. God damn it. Uh, Lori B, come on up front. What did you say to Taylor outside? And I said, I didn't say anything. And she said, what did you say to him? Taylor said that you told him, told me that you told him you were going to shoot him. Did you tell Taylor that you were going to shoot him to death? And I was like, no, of course not. Why would I say something so crazy? She said, well, what did you say? I said, you know, and you're going to laugh when you hear this, you know, Mrs. Walsh, you're going to think this is so funny because you're a real fan of humor, you know, you old bag. I said, I wish I could shoot everybody in school just so I could go home. (laughs) Right. It's pretty funny. And she was like, that is not funny. That's not a joke. That's not funny at all. That's bad. That's real bad. That's bad kid stuff. And uh, this is when it turns into fucking romper room. This is bedlam, okay? She goes, did anybody else hear Dakota say he was going to hurt them? This is fucking nuts. This is when my whole reality kind of disintegrated around me. I had this girl, Daisy. Technically, her name was pronounced Daisy, which is kind of fucked up. It's kind of lame. She was the love of my life. She was actually date. She was girlfriends with this kid, Tiger. I went to his fucking elementary school with a kid named Tiger. And that kid was badass, dude. Tiger was a badass. He was tan as fuck. And he had like these highlights in his spiky hair. That kid was fucking sick, man. Tiger. What a name. What a guy. And she's dating Tiger. Why wouldn't she? Tiger had it all, man. Why wouldn't she date Tyler? You know, second grade. You got your whole future ahead of you. Of course. You're going to find a boyfriend who's good looking. Play soccer and Dragon Ball Z out on the field. Of course you will. Tiger's cool as hell. Well, anyway. Daisy stands up and I love her to death. She goes, he said he was going to stab me with a knife. He said he was going to stab me with a knife. Couldn't fucking even fathom why she would do that. It's obvious. It's it's not true. I'm telling you. I mean, you could be like, think I'm lying or something. It's fucking not true. I never said that. I never said anything to anybody except for Taylor. And it was just a joke in confidence that I would like to kill the whole school just so I could go home, you know? And then, uh, uh, like two, three other kids stood up and said, he said he was going to kill me. He said he was going to shoot me. Like it was a lot of kids, dude. A lot of kids, man. Fucked. And so I'm here and I'm like, fucking, this is like the crucible. This is like the Salem witch trials, man. I'm like, what the fuck? This is like hysteria. Of course, I don't know those words at that age, but that's exactly what I was experiencing. I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. This is all, why are, why would people lie? This is crazy. Anyway, send me to the principal's office, which for Lori B, it's kind of a big deal. I'm kind of a good boy. Okay. Kind of a good boy type thing going on in elementary school, right? Elementary, however the fuck you say it. Kind of a good boy, man. And first time I've ever been in trouble, let alone sent to the fucking principal's office. Are you kidding me? So I get to the principal's office, and in North Carolina, I'm pretty sure it's still a thing today. They could spank kids back then. The principal could spank your fucking kid. And my mom always used to tell me, if you act up, 
the I told the principal she can spank you. So this is like my mom's already primed me to be terrified of the principal. I get in her office and she says, Dakota, what did you say out there on the playground uh, with uh, Taylor? And I said, I said, I wanted to shoot everybody in school so I could go home early. It was just a joke. Pretty funny, might I add, you know, relax. She goes, that's not a joke and that's not funny. And I was like, yeah, everybody keeps telling me that. I'm fucking crying at this point. She said, we're going to call your mother. I am losing my fucking shit now. Calling my mom? That's bad boy stuff. I'm not a bad boy. Tiger's a bad boy, you know? Anyway, call my mom. This is where shit gets crazy. Mom's on the phone. I'm thinking she's going to understand because it's like, it's my mom. You know, she knows me. She goes, honey, what did you say out on the field? I said, I said, I want to shoot everybody so I go home early. And she was like, honey, that's not a joke. I said, I know. But I was, I was just joking. I wasn't serious. You have to believe me. Tell them it was a, I'm telling you, mom, it was a joke. I'm not serious. She goes, honey, kids don't make jokes like that. That's not funny. And I was like, okay, well. And then we'd been having problems at home with my stepdad because he's a fucking asshole. Beating her, you know, slapping my mom around and all the what have you. She goes, uh, is it your stepdad? Honey, does your stepdad make you want to kill everybody in school? And I saw an easy way out, man. And I swear to God, I was just joking. But I told her, yeah, yep. It's my stepdad making me feel like I want to kill the whole school, man. Pretty bad. So I got to go home early, which was pretty dope. And then listen to this, man. They end up investigating uh, my mom and stepdad. He goes to jail for like six months. It was fucking lit. We didn't have this fucking dickhead around for like six months. He went to therapy anyway. She said he never touched her again after that. I just made a random joke that turned into a, a Columbine skill issue. And uh, then my stepdad never beat my mom again, which is pretty cool. But I had to see therapists in school for like the next, like until I was in sixth grade. It's crazy. I remember going to therapy sessions with my mom. And these guys would ask me like, how do you feel inside? How do you feel? Be like, I don't know, chilling, you know? They'd always have toys and shit because they wanted to, like, make kids feel comfortable. And I would play with the toys. And they would be like, how do you feel? Be like, I don't know, dude. Can you grab that? Do you want to be the rhinoceros and I'll be the giraffe? They're like, yeah, yeah, in a second. But, like, how do you feel about, like, murdering your fellow human? Like, I don't even know what that word is, dude. I'm just trying to play with Captain Ginyu here and just play, like, some Dragon Ball Z shit. I don't even know what you're talking about. So for a long time, man, I just had psychologists coming in to see if I was like a threat, like I was going to be like a murderer or something. I'm probably on a list somewhere. I'm probably on a list even from this podcast, probably from my phone calls. I have several phone calls where I'm just saying we should kill politicians, which we should. I mean, I'm not planning on it. You know, I'm not a violent person like that, but I wish somebody would, you know, no offense. You know what I mean? Uh... I mean, that's the only real solution. I think we all know that. We're just pretending. Pretending. Um, yeah, I'm probably on a list. I'm probably on a couple lists somewhere. A couple long lists. Um, dude, one time. Here's another good one. This is why I was terrified of my mom. Uh, I was terrified of her and, and like wasn't scared of her at the same time. This weird relationship I had with this woman. Uh, this is why my mom told me every time I would go to a friend's house, I remember I started spending the night at friends' houses when I was in kindergarten and she would say, uh, 
do not let me find out that you acted up over there. Do not let me find out, okay? Because you know what will happen to you. And I say, yep, I sure do. Do you want to know how I knew what she meant? Well, we were at the mall. Messina. Setting the scene for you. Upstate New York. Messina. Used to be a really nice happening place. Now it's an absolute shithole. Back in the day, the mall was awesome. They had this arcade called Aladdin's Castle with those legit little uh, brass-colored tokens. Those little gold, goldish-colored like Pac-Man tokens. Dude, absolutely badass arcade. Like, like one of the last real token arcades I'd ever been to. And uh, we were in the mall going past a toy store. We had KB Toys back then. And I was like, Mom, I want a toy. And she said, negative. And I was like, yeah, but I know you're saying that, but, like, get me a fucking toy. And she was like, uh, not going to happen. And if you fucking act up again, I'm going to pull your pants down in front of all these people. This was a happening mall. I remember exactly where I was in that mall. Like, I can I'm, – I'm thinking about it right now. I knew – I know exactly where we were in that mall. And uh, she was like, act up again. I'm going to pull your pants down in front of all these people and, and blister your ass is what my mom would say. Blister your fucking ass. Try me is what she would also say. Try me. So I tried her. And I was like, bitch, give me a fucking toy. And she was like, all right, let's go. She pulled me over to this fucking, I think Jaws 3 had just come out or something like that. There was this big giant shark display that scared the shit out of me. It was so big and scary. She pulled me over to it. She bent me over her knee. She pulled my pants down. I mean, I was buck fucking naked in front of all these people. And she went, whap, whap, dude, literally blistered my ass, dude. She fucking spanked the shit out of me. And I'm crying, humiliated, naked in front of all these people. And she said, what the fuck did I tell you what happened? And I was just immediately, I was fine. You know, I was like a good boy after that. And it's crazy that these are the memories I have. I, was, I must have been three years old. And, and it's this crazy emotional trauma that I remember the most. It cuts through like a knife. I remember everything. I remember the Jaws thing. I remember them all. I remember everything. So, uh. Yeah, she fucking blistered my ass, dude. Blistered me. You know? Damn, dude. Brutal. And that's every time we'd go in somewhere, my mom would bend over, put her finger in my face, and with her teeth closed, you know, your mom is trying to be scary and she doesn't even open her mouth. She keeps her teeth fucking closed like this. And she looks at you speaking through her teeth. And she says, you know exactly what will happen to you if you act up in here. And I would just look up at her and I'd go, yes, I do. And I won't do. You can trust me. I'm your man. Not going to do shit. Don't even worry about it, dog. I got you. And I never did. So so cut to me getting fucking pulled into the principal's office at school. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm about to get fucking reamed. I'm about to get fucking reamed, dude. Moms can be scary, you know? Crazy shit. All right, let's get into some prompts, guys. You still here? This isn't a bad episode. This is kind of fun, right? Let's see what we got for prompts, guys. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Oh, dude. Crazy story I read about was the Lobster Boy. Let me look up this guy's name really quick, guys. Oh, hey, Google. 
Who is the lobster boy? According to Wikipedia, Grady Franklin Stiles Jr. was an American freak show performer and murderer. All right, stop. Um, yeah, Grady Franklin Stiles Jr. This guy was the lobster boy. I mean, he was the famous lobster boy. I'm pretty sure he's on an album cover for somebody. Anyway, uh, dude literally has just two, like, claws for hands. He's got, like, two big thumbs that just meet like claws. And his feet also are, like, little claws. He, he had to sit in a wheelchair. This guy had several kids. This guy had, like, two, three kids, which is too many for a lobster guy. Can't even walk. Hardcore alcoholic, dude. Now, he was in... Uh, this is going to put me on a whole other tangent, but he was in the freak show in the zoo. Rightfully so. He's a fucking freak of nature. And um, dude had two kids, man, with another uh, freak show performer. And, uh, dude, he ends up fucking murdering his daughter's boyfriend with a shotgun. I'm going to ruin that story for you. How the fuck do you get murked out by a lobster guy? Insane. Crazy. Nuh-uh, not me, dude. I'm not going down from a lobster guy. I just thought it was crazy, man. You know what they were making? I watched his biography. He said up to $80,000 a year, not adjusted for inflation. So this guy was making fucking bank at a freak show. Bank. And everybody says, like, it's uh, so so, um, degrading and shit. Fuck no. Are you kidding me? 80 grand a year in fucking, what, 1950s money? You're rich. You're rich as a bitch, dude. Get out of here. You're going to kill a kid. He eventually gets out, I'm pretty sure. And then I'm pretty sure his wife, his ex, kills him or something like that. It was fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she did. I'm pretty sure his wife ends up killing him. The lobster guy. Kills somebody, gets killed, man. It's the lobster way. Um... How crazy is that? The freak show, you know, that is really sad that the freak show is gone. I mean, we're all a little educated now, so we we know that somebody's not a literal lobster man, and he's got like, what do they call that, dactyle disease or pterodactyle disease, whatever, where your hands and thumbs and fingers grow all fucked up. We're all a little educated now. We're not calling people fucking frog boy and shit like that. But the freak show was nice, man. It was a place you could go and peek through a little hole and see, like, creepy, weird people. I think, like, the fattest man at the time was, like, 400 pounds or something like that. Now, dude, you're lucky if you don't see a 700-pound person today throughout your day. You know what I mean? Like, at Walmart or something. Freak shows were awesome. You know, Schlitzy? Schlitzy was the... uh, pinhead you gotta look up the pinheads they got that uh that disease where their brains are really small and their skulls are really tiny and they're just like little uh they're kind of just idiots you know i'm not saying that to be mean they're just like little idiots that are just like clapping and laughing and they're just little pinheads you look those guys up freak show man legitimate way to make a living uh you know i'm gonna say if strippers and models can do it so should the freaks man and we should have respected uh freak show uh, way to make money that way. I think it's dope. You know, it's not degrading. In the same way that stripping is degrading, but fucking A, man. So is working at McDonald's, you know? Anyway, guys. Uh, let's see. Alright. Oh my god, holy fuck, dude. The Lobster Boy. Listen to this, man. I just read it in my prompt. 
he didn't even go to prison because his lawyer made the argument that it wasn't handicap accessible for him. He didn't have enough access, so they ruled it uh, inhumane to send this kid to, to send this guy to prison. So he he got to fucking murder her daughter, his daughter's boyfriend, and just dude just didn't go to prison. Just just a lobster guy. <laughs> just I mean, listen, sir, your honor, your prisons are built for people. Uh, I am a lobster, so kind of seems fucked up. If anything, they should have just dug him a big giant hole on the beach and just put him in there. You know what I mean? Click clacking his fucking claws around like Dr. Zoidberg, you know? But uh, anyway, I digress. Let's see. Uh, TSA, box cutters. uh, Yeah. If you ever want to know how fucking stupid TSA is, just remember that the hijackers of 9-11 hijacked the planes with box cutters. Okay, box cutters. That's it. That's it. Just box cutters. So now when you have to go into an airport and strip your fucking down to your cock and ribs, just remember that the TSA fails most of his fucking tests. They don't catch people bringing knives all the time. They miss guns all the time. The dogs that sniff the bombs fail like 80% of the time. It's un- unreal. They can't even do their jobs well. And they make you strip down to your fucking skivvies to humiliate you and to make you scared to travel. The TSA is a fucking joke. And and just box cutters, guys. Box cutters. They they and but they want to check for bombs and all and drugs and all this shit. Give me a break. This is all a uh, a uh, uh, a scheme guys tsa is a fucking joke box cutters man and they miss that shit all the time all the time it's a scam uh let's see here uh yeah i never really understood dream catchers uh because i feel like the first time you have a bad dream you know that it doesn't work and that's not really a joke that's just i don't really get it um yeah what's the point uh, yeah, yeah. You have one nightmare, and you're like, "Well, this fucking thing doesn't work." I guess the Native Americans probably had pretty good dreams. Uh, all right, last one I'm gonna go with here. I got a few. Uh, last one I'm gonna go with is: Do you think you could outrun Jason and or Michael Myers? Do you think you know because in the movies? It's always this menacing walk that they've got, walking toward you, stalking you, right? Like an animal and prey. They're always walking. They're always somewhere behind you. They're always, somebody's always running away, and then they turn around, they turn back, and then Jason's there, you know? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that my dream is to be confronted with a serial killer and to have the chance to run away, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I would outrun Jason and especially Michael Myers. Especially. Jason has, I mean, they're both weird little little kind of handicapped kids. I mean, really, when you think about it, they're both little handicapped weird kids. And uh, Jason's got to be like 400 pounds. Michael Myers has got to be like 300. I mean, these guys are fucking huge. And uh, mostly they just walk. I've never seen Michael Myers run. 
I've seen Jason run in in some of the newer stuff. Um, but here's the thing, man. I am running a lot. Lori B, running quite a lot, five six miles at a time. I'm feeling pretty pretty proud of myself. Trying to tra- train for a 10k, and. I want Michael Myers to look at me, dude, and him to be kind of keeping up with me for a little while. But after mile three, maybe mile four, this guy's like, there is no way I can keep running. I am exhausted. And this big fucking jumpsuit that I'm wearing, dude, it doesn't breathe. It's not breathing. I I, I cannot do it in this, man. And uh, just stop and watch me just fucking keep running away, man. Jason I'm a little more worried about because Jason... Uh, he's a superhuman. I mean, they're they're both superhumans, but Jason, he could probably be in the NFL. You know, Jason probably would have been in the NFL. Uh, I think he could do like a pretty quick, you know, 60 meters, 60 meter dash. I think he'd probably be pretty quick at it. So I think kind of like Mike Tyson, if you, if you could survive Tyson for the first two rounds, three rounds, you probably were going to win the fight, you know? It's that first three rounds. I feel like with Jason, it's probably the first hundred yards, you know? Probably that first football field. I think he'd keep up with you pretty good. I think it would be really scary. And with Jason, you know, he can throw stuff, and he throws stuff pretty well. I mean, he can he can toss a fucking machete at you and probably hit you. You know, I'm pretty sure, what was it, in in uh, Friday the 13th 2, he, like, is shooting a bow and arrow. You know, he's, like, shooting an arrow. He's throwing a machete. I mean, this guy is, like, he's, like, uh, I mean, he's, like, a camper. He's, like, a kid at camp doing cute little things, like, throwing axes and bow and arrow and stuff. And he, he kept doing it. He kept training, dude. So, you know, if he's got something heavy and sharp in his hand, if he's close enough, man... That you better run fast and you better be zigzagging because I think Jason might take me out, but it's because of projectiles. It's because of projectiles. I think he'd be fast. I don't think he'd be fast enough. Okay. And this is all assuming that we're on an even plane. Like we're on like flat ground. If it's uphill, I'm destroying this guy. I am obliterating Jason uphill. Guaranteed. Guaranteed, dude. You can't breathe through that hockey mask, bro. You can't. You just can't. I can I can barely breathe and I'm unobstructed, you know? Flat ground, that's a toss-up. If Jason doesn't have anything in his hand, I think I can outrun him. That first 100 yards is a sprint, but after that, he's done. He's going to stop. Um, he's not going to jog, but, uh, you know, I could go for another probably four or five miles after that. So uh, I think I'd get pretty far ahead of him. I, th- I, think, I think he'd give up. I think he'd turn around and be like, geez, man, that kid was fucking lightning fast. You know? Michael Myers, I mean, I'm not scared of that guy. Just like the It Follows thing. Did you ever watch It Follows? Where you got like uh, everywhere you go, if you're infected with some like horror STD, then some ghost is like always following you like a demon lady. And... It's like every you t- every time you look outside, you can see it like walking toward you. Yeah, I'm not worried about that demon. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I mean, you're gonna follow me? Where you gonna? 
So if I fly over the ocean, are you going to swim across the ocean? No, there's no way. There's no way. Get the fuck out of here. It's like everywhere you go, it's always following. So like you can drive and drive and drive and you might get like a week, but eventually you better keep looking out your window because eventually you're going to see that thing walking, walking towards you. It, it always knows where you're at. But I mean, I just feel like, yeah, like you could trap it in, uh, yeah. Okay. So here we, here's what we do. We take like, you know, those uh, shipping containers, right? You take a shipping container, you open it at both ends, and you're standing on one side, and this thing is like fucking, you know, following you through there. Close up both of the sides. You got it trapped in a shipping container. I would love to see it even get out of there, but, you know, we're going to do more. Anyway, we're going to take a giant uh, magnet. You know those big, uh, at like car lots, they got the big giant magnets and like pick them up or like a crane. We're going to take the shipping container. We're going to drop it. Uh... Yeah, under we're going to drop it probably uh, in like a 10-foot hole. So it fits in there. It's not going to fit too tight because uh, that's not the point. It's going to be a little bit bigger than the shipping container. We're going to drop it in there. We're going to fill that whole thing with concrete. Filling the whole fucking thing with concrete, dude. Um, so then, and, and not only is there a hole or excuse me not only are we dropping it in a hole we're actually also going to cut a little hole not a big one a little one so that the thing little the thing couldn't get out and then we're gonna while we're while we're filling this hole with the shipping container in it with concrete we are also going to be filling the shipping container itself with water okay see what i'm saying here inside water outside concretia and then we're going to excavate the giant uh, cement rectangle, the big giant cement brick with the shipping container and water enclosed. We're going to pick that up. We're going to ship it out to the middle of the ocean, and we're going to drop it in. Bing, bang, boom. You think that fucking thing's going to get out, dude? No. No way. No, buddy boy. Not going to happen. Anyway, guys, uh... Yeah, I think I'm going to just cut it off there. Keep it real. Uh, Don't do anything stupid. And uh, we'll be waiting for you here in the Hyperwave, guy.